On today's show, Isaac and I are joined by Austin Garuya and Tim Cato from 77 Minutes in Heaven Mavericks podcast to talk about Jason Kidd. How should we evaluate? How should we try to take anything from the wild quotes we've heard from Jason Kidd recently and kind of his entire tenure with the Mavericks? And what do we take of Jason Kidd as a coach this season? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked on Mavericks podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. don't believe you shouldn't be here all right welcome in we are here nick angstead from locked on mavericks isaac harris from locked on mavericks austin garuya from 77 minutes in heaven tim cato from the athletic 77 minutes in heaven i guess technically austin's the athletic as well do we count that dime baby I'm I'm dime. I'm gonna count the athletic. I'm also gonna count New York Times. I'm just gonna keep stealing bylines. <laughs> Whatever bylines we can get. Uh we're gathered here today to talk about Jason Kidd, the coach of the Dallas Mavericks. And the wild quotes we've gotten recently. We've gotten just some insane quotes from Jason Kidd. And we want to first talk about some of our favorite ones and talk about the ones that stand out to us the most. We're gonna do like a, a pseudo fantasy draft of, of which which have been our favorite so far. What do they mean to us? And then later on, let's talk about what does it mean? Like, what, what is Jason Kidd's approach to this Dallas Mavericks team right now? What is what is his approach as a coach to the media? Is it different than his approach to players? And so we'll talk about and dissect all that kind of stuff, where the Dallas Mavericks are going, because I think we can all agree, Jason Kidd's not going away, guys. Like, th- this, is, this is not something to where, oh, we're seeing the final days of what Jason Kidd, even though it seems like doom and gloom, the vibes are, are not immaculate all over Dallas Mavericks, you know, media and fans and all that. This is not going to change as far as the Jason Kidd piece of this. Cato, right? Nick, like this, it's not going anywhere. It's it's not. It's absolutely not. And Nick, I have to do a little table setting. There are times. So you and I are consistently in this post game press conference, and there's times. Usually, sit a few rows, like a couple rows behind me. Um, so we can't quite like side, you know, like like you know, throw a, a glance over at each other. But after. Jason Kidd goes on and one of these sound bites come up. The debrief. Uh, we might debrief. You know, I might I might pop over to your row. You might uh sneak up to mine and and just be like, that's sure a collection of words that was just said. Surely that won't go viral on Twitter and every other <laughs> Mavericks fandom internet space. And so, like, even in the very moment, I think we have a pretty good grasp of like, oh boy, here we go again. Here we go again. People are not gonna like that one. Uh, yeah, as, as, as recently as I'm not playing, I'm watching. We got just that, like you guys. We got that one, but guys, <laughs> let's just go through and what's been some of your favorite quotes from Jason Kidd. Uh, and then I'll, I'll set the table as far as where that quote came from and, and, uh, why it was said. Go, go back if, to if the I beginning start, though. The beginning. Yeah, I want to start. I want to start at the beginning. Uh, um, well, maybe said, Isaac what, did too. Well, one of y'all said recently, I think it was Nick. Nick was like, recently Jason Kidd's fired off some quotes. I'm like, I don't know if it's just been recently. <laughs> I mean, we, we're getting a good little two-year stretch here of some, you know, the bingo card of of quotes is looking pretty nice right now. But let's go, let's go back to the beginning. Where are some like ones at the at the start of the kid experience in Dallas? That I mean, the touch I the do car the one about Reggie Bullock. Well, here's oh, okay. the he, oh, here, here's there. the first drop I ever took from Jason Kidd. Good morning, Isaac. <laughs> and then, and then now we have, of course, the, the the infamous. I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. This goes back to. Uh, after the first three games of the season, Reggie Bullock was like the one free agent that the Mavericks brought in. He was supposed to be this wing. We all saw the vision. Like we all saw what he was supposed to be on the team. 
first three games of the season, he plays 15 minutes, 17 minutes, 17 minutes. And so I asked him the question, you know, what does Reggie Bullock have to do to play more? And I get this from from Jason Kidd, the head coach. I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. What did that and signal so to you, thing, Isaac? Why is, or, or Kato, why is it no, the first Nick, one that quick, stands out to you? you? Nick, real quick, you said this over Zoom, right? Yes. Yeah, I think mm. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a road game, and they were still doing Zoom interviews, which just adds another. He wasn't talking to you in person in the flesh. <laughs> he was talking to you over like this TV setup. I believe it was Atlanta in the in the press uh, room that was kind of set up from scratch. So he was talking into a TV uh, television monitor uh, at you when he said this. I just want to. That is important context to me. That's very important. <laughs> Why does this one stand out though? I mean, Austin, you want to go? You got something? You know, I I think it just it just set the tone. It set the tone that a kid is is self aware, maybe a little too self aware. Maybe he's, he's like a, he's a sentient head coach, and it kind of set the tone. I was like, oh, he's gonna be funny when he's here, and he's he's lived up to it. He's been funny the entire time. He's been. It, no one can take that away from him. You can you can criticize his tactics. You can criticize his rotations. But the man is funny, not intentionally, but he, he is very funny. Austin, you've been one of the few Mavs media, Mavs fans that have like embraced this side of kid. We've seen it from the beginning, like you said. I mean, there's this dry, like very, very dry, like like desert in the daytime dry humor that he has that he'll just like try and like paste over a comment that he says. But you've embraced it. What 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 made you turn? You know, we had so many Rick press conferences, and I think I was just tired of hearing huh. Rick do say Rick things for 10 years or just just randomly pick on somebody for no reason I I've just for no reason just destroy some random journalist's life I, I just yeah. I enjoy kids raise your hand if you've been there <laughs> oh, I, I, I believe I was there for. all of us just raised our hands <laughs> you know what I, I appreciate kid having a little humor it's it adds a little it's 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 entertainment and it adds the entertainment if you're if if room for losing for having a bad time, if you entertain me, I'm I'm gonna be happy about it. That's just that's one way to appease me. I'm easy, like a, I'm like a dog. There was the, there least, was that. I was gonna say that about Rick. Like at least Jason's not a you know not a jerk. Like it, like to us. Like at least he'll fire off some stuff. I mean, I guess you want to talk about how close to the line he gets on that. <laughs> I, okay, let me let me say this of like what it means. Because I think that was the first time, and now after let's just say two years of hearing kid quotes, I think I do say this is one of the my biggest like I say issues with him and his like coaching style with the as far as talking with the media is it feels like he deflects so much, and you can look across and find the the, the common denominator in so many of these quotes that it's so it's so much deflecting like like it, when Rick was here and no matter. Who, however they lost, Rick immediately was like, Hey, that's my fault. I should have drew up a better play. I should have. And you know, you know, he's full of crap sometimes, but still it's like, he took that. How many times over the past two years has he said something that is deflecting of, Hey, you got to ask Luca that. Yeah. You got to ask Nico that, or my favorite, you know, hopefully he get. you know, hopefully he gets an opportunity to play. Uh, we, we got to find more minutes for this player. Like no matter what it's like, bro, like that's you, like you're deciding if, X player, Jaden Hardy, whoever it is, is going to play. And even down to the quote, this is an underrated one, but hey, if it's with this personnel, you have to keep asking or bending these guys to play defense. Oh, that's like, a good one. Okay, let's like shot at Nico here, you know, like, and so like so many of these quotes are, 
you know, even looking at the Josh Green one, what when Josh Green fouled at the end of that game, he said, I didn't want to foul, but for whatever reason, Josh fouled. And it's like, <laughs> God bless, like just drive by on Josh here. And I and, think and that's you- my I think that's my biggest thing is he deflects so much to other people for it's their fault. It's their reasons, them, not me. So I don't know. Coming up, how do the players respond to Jason Kidd? How has it been different than fan and media interactions with him? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do that, let me tell you about Nissan's most electric player of the week. It's brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The Nissan Aria player of the week is pretty clearly Jaden Hardy for this team. And I'm just going to go back. Maybe it's a little bit farther than a week. But over the last six games or so of Jaden Hardy, yeah, six games, 20 points a game, just about four rebounds, about three assists, almost a steal, just about 1.7 turnovers, shooting 46% from three, getting four free throw attempts per game. And Jaden Hardy has been exactly what you want in an electric player. He is uh, taking fearless shots, honestly. Stunningly powerful, just like the Nissan Aria. Great stuff from Jaden Hardy this week. And he is a player that you just look at and go, okay, there's some hope. All this doom and gloom, and you got somebody to look forward to. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence and all-in-one EV. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Yeah, when when you say, you know, shot at Nico Harrison, obviously, like, obviously those two guys have a close working relationship. You know, that comment, I highly doubt had any, you know, if Nico even saw it, like, he wouldn't care. But it is deflection, you know? It is saying, well... I'm not at fault. It's somebody else at fault. And then it almost reminds me of, of uh, you know, when, when you say, you know, he's like, well, that, that would be a question for somebody else. He's even done it with like, well, that's a question for the analytics people. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I that think was that was... Sorry, that was my bad, guys. <laughs> exactly. But that came from uh, that quote, which was uh, him responding to a Nick tweet that <laughs> it was a tweet, but uh, it was... It, Jason Kidd called it a report. We, yeah, we had this one recently. We take the analytics um, and look at everything you guys write to figure out if we can please you guys. It was a, this yeah. was that was the one you have to go back <laughs> where it was March thirteenth is pregame and you asked him the question right about big man lineups and Jason Kidd brought up a tweet that I I uh, sent about like who is the best big to pair with Luca and Kyrie and he pointed out um, who's okay. capable of playing with one another. Um, I think there was a report today that you saw our best big is Dwight Powell. Um, and so when you look at that, you know, you look at him with Kai and Luca, he's the he's the best big. And then it was, uh, I think, Maxie and then C. Wood. Um, and so we, we take the analytics um, and look at everything you guys write to figure out if we can please you guys. Oh, my God. A funny <laughs> sidebar to this, for the record, is – how many of these was me or you, Nick, asking the question? It feels like so many of these came from our. I, I don't. I don't know why yeah. that is, but it's we have just, punchable it, faces, is what we do. It must be that. It must be that. Uh, Austin or, or Isaac, please make sense of this quote. It's all you, Austin. This one. <laughs> I I also personally love this. This this might be my top three kick quotes. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, there's like there's so many aspects of this. It's first of all take taking a tweet and then referring to it as a report. Yeah, like something I'm gonna start doing at my job. I'm gonna start just <laughs> taking information out there and saying that I got reports and just calling everything a report. 
Also, it's a good tweet. It's good information. You know, it's probably useful. It's probably something an analytics coordinator would present to kid if he had to present a report. Haralabob quote tweeted it that night and and said like that's not enough possessions to know anything about it. And I was like, I agree. I was like, it was not my intention for the head coach to find it and be like, this is why Dwight's our best big. The, the second part of the quote, and this is the best part. We just try to do whatever's going to appease you guys. It's just. (laughs) It is high comedy. It's honestly like fourth wall level comedy that I honestly don't think kid finds any value in press conferences and he just throws them away. Like they're just not valuable to him in any way, shape or form. I think from what we've seen, he has a good relationship with the players. They seem everyone seems to be kind of on the same page. You don't get a lot of weird leaks or stories about kid or the locker room. So can, can it, we can we can we pause on that one for a second? Yeah. Because this is one of the positives that I think that, you know, so many of these quotes can go around Twitter and, you know, media and fans and all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, we can't even like tweet anything after a game. And it's like, fuck it. You know, everybody's just yelling at us like, you know, we control it. And but to my knowledge and, you know, Tim, obviously you're beat reporter and everything on the team. To my knowledge, nothing. I haven't even heard anything at all about. Luca not liking him, the players not liking him, or something like that, to where, like, you know, towards the end of Rick's time, or even not towards the end, you know, you you would hear different things about those relationships, but I haven't heard anything about Kid and the players and all of that, right? Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I think I think uh when it comes to things that Jason Kidd is is doing, um, the thing that stands out way more to me is him getting in the bottom of the dog pile after Maxi hits that game winning three, you know, it, it, that to me is more symbolic of his relationship with the players, uh, the players saying that they really like his, you know, calm, even approach, uh, even if it seems like, you know, after a, a big loss, a, a avoidable loss that it should be something beyond even. To me, it does stand out of that out in that way. And what Austin said is is really, I, I think he kind of, I think you kind of nailed it, Austin. When you're like, he doesn't care. He doesn't find value in the press conferences, with a few exceptions. And I'll get there in a second. Uh, I I think that Rick Carlisle over the years would take. He would have narratives he wanted to push yeah. in press conferences. Mm. And Jason Kidd, for the most part, has not done that. Uh, he just kind of takes uh, the question. The, the, lineups one, the lineups one with Dwight Powell and Christian Wood is definitely a narrative he's pushing, though. <laughs> so the everything when it comes to narratives he's pushed, it's only I've only seen it with one player, and it's Christian Wood. Because think even <laughs> even was it seventh game of the season when they lost to OKC? He was like, well. You guys wanted to see a different oh, lineup, man. a different closing lineup out there. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was good. There is that one player that I've seen him push a narrative on, and it's Christian Wood. Tim Tim wouldn't know about this narrative if it wasn't for his DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get them anymore. Do you, do you guys still get them? No. 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 Uh, I burnt I burnt that bridge pretty quick recently. <laughs> there's a bunch of there's a bunch of bangers still that we have not gone over. Uh this was is a classic one. I don't always tell you guys the truth. This was back <laughs> this was back. In um, oh, what was when was this one? This one, this one was recently. You all asked, the quotes are going together. <laughs> they are all going together. <laughs> uh, this was December sixteenth, a win against Portland. You asked him if they ended up, you know, the Mavs. If did you guys end up coming back to living and dying by the three? And he was like, Yeah, he's like, Yeah, I don't always tell you guys the truth. <laughs> man, I forgot. I forgot what I'd asked, but yes, I do remember this quote. Oh um, man. And oh man, I'm trying to think. I might have to Google it and let one of you guys talk. But I had written something 
about how something to that effect. And I think he might have actually been referencing something I had written in an article mm. uh, just like a few days prior, because it kind of it kind of stood out to me in that way. It was like that that wording, that phrasing, it might have been on a podcast as well. But I had said something very similar to that, where Jason, where I was just like, yeah, he just kind of goes up and says things. And it really made me think, uh, <laughs> because for the record, it, I have I have. I'm very aware that Jason Kidd has listened to at least one 77 minutes episode, uh, if not multiples. And, you know, Twitter isn't the coach. He, you know, oh, like clearly Twitter he knows isn't the what coach. being said. Play it one more time. The Twitter isn't the coach one was back in December 6th. It was before uh, a Nuggets game and fans were asking for Jaden Hardy to play. This is an away game. Mathematically, they probably haven't thought about that side. They just feel it's just, just they should play. Um, well, that's that's good, and I think we all want them to play. Um, we've been healthy, and those minutes are spoken for. Um, when you talk about Luca at 40, um, someone's only going to be able to play eight. Why does it sound like he's struggling um, with this? <laughs> you have Spencer at 30. Those are spoken for. Um, so it's hard, you know, when, when you're healthy. You just have to be patient. This is not slow down. Um, and I know society is impatient or Twitter is impatient um, because they want it now um, in fantasy leagues and, and all that. But this is a job, first and foremost. And uh, my job is to put those guys in a position to be successful. And, you know, right now we got we got a good thing going. Hardy has to wait. Um, ask Josh. You know, it's... Did you put this at 0.5 speed? Twitter no. the coach or the player. It's just a platform to express your your opinion, and that's as far as it goes. If, if Twitter was a player, it. what position? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I didn't realize that quote was that long. It would be, it would be, it would be Theo Pinson's position. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one was a really long one. And then maybe the most – famous one i'm not playing i'm watching just Th- like you guys this came after the blown mm. 27 point lead against the lakers yeah i'm not the savior here i'm not playing <laughs> i'm watching just like you guys and as us as a team we got to mature and uh you know we got a lot of new bodies coming back and we gotta we have to grow up if we want to win a championship there's no young team that's ever won a championship uh, mentally or physically is this a narrative being pushed is this is this another example of him being like I can't always control the way Luca wants to play or or the style, the the, the dictation. Is he coaching me, Luca through the through the media when he says this? Yeah, because we've heard him talk about his complaining to the refs too. Like we've got to mature. I think that's ex- this quote right here is exactly we, we've got to mature as a team. Was a direct shot at Luca. Like this was we talked about this on Lockdown Maps. It's like the first time we've heard kid call Luca out in a press conference when it it wasn't like directly, but it was pretty much directly. Like if if you listen to it, you you put the dots together. Yeah, I mean, Luca was asked about it after that game, right? I mean, yeah, I think he was after kid that that night, and he said, "I think he said something like, yeah, I probably agree with him,' something like that." You <laughs> he know, said it's son. probably true, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, okay. a, that's, <laughs> all that's exactly what he said." Yeah. <laughs> oh, that one, the, that one's gonna go forever. The, coming up, does Jason Kidd even care how he comes off to Mavs fans, and should he talk about that coming up? But before we do that, we're always throwing money at something. Kids' school supplies, a new house project, a third ball handler, the list goes on. It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. That 
was where Ibotta comes in. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items to personal care items, to pantry goods, all kinds of different things. Either link your loyalty account or unload or upload your receipt after you shop and get cash back. It's that easy. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta. Use the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app. This is free. You can download it for free. They'll give you $5 just for trying it. Use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or the App Store, and use the code LOCKED so that you can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and real retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta. So go check it out. Again, Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, promo code LOCKED. Then the... Uh, no one's dying. <laughs> this one. That was a great. The no one's dying here. March 13th is after the second Grizzlies game they played. It was without Luka and Kyrie. And, uh, oh, it was Tim Kalashaw asked him, if are you concerned about this season? Is there concern about this season if you guys maybe miss the playoffs? Uh, once the season's over. No. Just a regular season. What? what, what? Well, that, that's true, too. Then there has to be okay. concern. Pa- pause it, pause it, Nick. What Tim Kalashaw asked there? Understand our health. Oh man, I can't pause. But go ahead. <laughs> so what Tim Kal- when when the audio went silent, what Tim Kalashaw asked was basically, uh, so so it was, when do you have concern? And Jason Kidd answers, um, you know, well, when the regular season's over. And Tim Kalashaw comes back and says, well, you guys could end the season not in the playoffs, <laughs> not in the playing tournament, <laughs> right? And he says, well. I guess then, or, you know, what, what did he just say? You know, like that's true. (laughs) (laughs) This is where I agree with Austin where it's, it is, it is high comedy because he's just like, yeah, yeah, you know, no one's like, no one's dying. No one's dying. It just is what it is. What do you, okay. So this is where I think part of the apathy comes from. We had a big conversation on lockdown maps about the apathy of Jason Kidd to us, like to media. And it, when he's talking to media, he's not just speaking to us. Like we are the conduit between those words and the rest of the fans. He's talking to the fans, even though he doesn't maybe see it that way. He wasn't talking to you when he said, good morning, Nick. <laughs> that, one, that, one got, uh, that one wasn't. Good morning, Isaac. Uh, but he did say no, this. No, it was Isaac. Oh, Nick, man. that's a good question. Y'all are the same to me. He did. Nick, that's a good question. <laughs> he did do that one. Uh, but what do we think about his, his apathy and how he's ex- like, like presents himself to fans then in that way. Cause just, does that matter? Because we've talked about earlier that it doesn't seem to matter to players, but does it matter to fans and should it? I think it really does matter to fans. I don't think it should matter, but I think fans want to see the level of passion they have and the level of angst they have about a game or a losing streak in their head coach. And kid is just not that way. But I do think that is very important, like to a fan. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite is when, you know, Luke is getting texts, you know, and some fans are like, hey, why didn't he go out there and get that tech for Luca? So Luca didn't have to get the tech. I'm like, guys, if y'all think if Jason Kidd yelling at a ref is going to stop Luca from yelling at a ref, then uh, I don't know. We got a different opinion about Luca talking with refs. But I, yeah, I don't know if it would, I don't know if that would be, I find his like how he talks with us about different things. I'm like, all right, I think I would like play around with the media too. I think I would like probably lie a few times just to play like i would walk away and be like dude i just gave them a heck of a quote and they're gonna run with that so much and that's hilarious yes the thing that which is probably why he listened to 77 minutes (laughs) 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 the thing that that does bother me though is what i said earlier is the deflecting of it feels like nothing is ever his responsibility his fault 
his any of that. But anyway, this is another um, this is another deep cut uh, that goes along with that of the the deflecting is uh, this is November fifteenth after a Clippers loss and uh, well um, we we're not um, built you know yet in the sense of we only have two ball handlers so. Um, and with the way that they play, they switch everything in their length. And so you, you have to have multiple ball handlers on there to have any success. And, and we, we literally had just Spencer and C. Wood out there. And we, we couldn't throw it in the ocean. Um, but we... The we're not built yet. We only have two ball handlers was just one of the... <laughs> to me... Who, who's fault a- is that, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You, using the one team building slot they had available this summer to uh, sign a... Uh, center who thinks he's a ball handler yeah you know (laughs) hey his hook shots those are fun that Uh, time he dribbled around luca in the in the in the uh phoenix series i saw he ripped him and took it um (laughs) that's right yeah i got a couple honorable mentions yeah Uh, he had one earlier this season talking about the defense he's like hey people come to see points nobody's here to see 80 versus 80 (laughs) uh he was was right about that yeah actually can we stop down on that one because when we talk about him being having a very dry sense of humor, um, especially the opening few months of his first year as head coach, he would constantly make jokes, like very obvious statements of like, um, you know, well, we hope Luca can play 45 minutes. And then without even a pause, without even like a comedic pause, he'd be like, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. Yeah. Like yeah. leaning into the microphone like I just did. And, you know, that kind of goes to the dry humor. I'm not I'm not. Like that's just the thing. That's just Maps the thing tw- that happened. Twitter. Like, that's a joke. Yeah, that's a joke. I remember him yeah, saying. Yeah, like early that. on, like him wanting to make sure his demeanor came across the right way. I I don't have an issue with that. But it's also really funny how there's times where he's like listing players and you know who could contribute or or you know could be backup point guards, and then he'll be like, "I hope I didn't forget anybody." Uh, and no, you know, no disrespect meant to anybody who you know maybe I didn't just name there. And it's just like it's it's weird because it, it's people both, forget about Frank. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's both this this idea that he doesn't care, but then he's hypo like hypersensitive yes. about actually precisely how these quotes are interpreted <sighs> because he's you know constantly correcting what he means. And so I mean I guess I guess the the way to thread that into a consistent uh you know behavior or or reasoning is that he doesn't really care what he says, but because he doesn't care, he wants to make sure that nothing is is blown out of proportion unless he means it. He sees his press conferences and media and stuff like that as something that is just like he has to do, right? Like there was this one back in uh, after a Minnesota loss when Luca and Kid were both ejected. I'm here because uh, I have to be here. And he didn't take any questions, and he just got off. He just got off the stand there. Like he doesn't care about th- about this kind of stuff, but he does care about what players think. And I'm sure he pre- like like we said earlier, players seem to have a good relationship with him, and he wants to make sure he comes off well. And it, if a quote comes back, he doesn't have to answer it to, answered for it to a player. He doesn't care if he has to answer to it to Nick Angsta, Tim Cato, Tim McMahon, Isaac Harris, Austin Gurria, whoever else. But he does care if like a player, if Maxie's like, oh man, like. He didn't mention my name in there, my, my part of this, or, or, or like if their feelings get hurt or anything, because that's the part that that matters to him. You know, one of my favorite things that he does is anytime he talk. <laughs> he used to do it first year a lot, but I think he's backed off a little bit now. Whenever somebody asks him about uh, a player, and he'll he'll slide in there. He's just a basketball player, man. <laughs> he's he's a basketball player. 
And I'm like, all right. Yes, you are correct. He is a, a basketball player. Thanks for hanging out with me and Isaac, Tim Cato, and Austin Garuya. We are doing this a part two of this now. So make sure you check out part two. It should be out by the time you're listening to this. We appreciate each and every one of you for being part of the Raccoon Squad. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.